That's recording. All right, the time is 2.32, Thursday, the 12th of August. There, I did it. 2021, this is Whatever with Christopher. I am Christopher, the... The show's called Whatever. I'm Christopher. It's Whatever with Christopher. Whatever. Do no 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 no. I went down to the beach and saw Kiki. And she was all like, and I'm like, whatever. If only that could be the theme song. Maybe, maybe it will be one day. I don't know. I got my huge coffee as always. We're gonna talk. Alright. Small change to the show. I've put a watch box on top of the shoebox. And the microphone sits on top of that now. The microphone is higher. It's about at mouth level. How good? Um, this was a problem because, well, uh, when I was drinking coffee on the show, I was like drooling because uh, the coffee tasted so good. I've since taken the sugar out of the coffee because it's too freaking delicious for my, ma- for my mouth. And I can't talk about my mouth now. It turns to mush. So, um... Now, uh, hopefully that, that torrent of saliva should head back down my throat where it belongs, if, uh, if there is any at all. But, you know, uh, these are such problems they don't really put in the FAQs of Korean podcast. Anyway, a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah, it's a fun show. Just going to warn you, this is a fun show. Yeah. Um, the podcast is now available on more than one or two platforms. It was already on Spotify and Anchor FM. It has just been uh, allowed onto Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. So that's pretty cool. So now you can find these places wherever. I've been trying to advertise a podcast. I've been sending it out onto uh, forums and such. So far, I've got one listener, according to my analytics, and two plays. I'm pretty sure that's Andy. So, um... At this point, so, um, hi Andy. How you doing? This podcast is just for you. I sit here in my dark room and I record it just for you. I hope you're happy. I hope it's alright over there in Sweden. This is my friend Andy, he lives in Sweden. Is it cold? Is it warm? You wearing your jumper? Good. Anyway, that's a message for Andy. Uh, so, what else? Um, let's get back to my notes, huh? Maybe we should talk less shop and more stuff. Oh boy, is it going to be one of those days? Is it going to be one of those days where I don't have anything to say? Oh, let's set the timer. Let's set my timer. i got to count the minutes. Grab my watch. Favorite part of the show. Get to fiddle with my watch. All right, Mark. Show starts now. Um. <laughs> oh, it's a nice day. The sun is shining. Again. Yeah, last week it was really raining, and I just couldn't do anything. I had all these things to do, but I just didn't feel like it. I just get really, you know, low energy and just kind of, like, sad when the weather comes out like that. You know, when it's just dark and wet. I just can't... What are you doing? What are you doing? Try not to let that happen to you, okay? Here, it's too dark and rainy, too much of the year, for you to let yourself be like that. Don't be like that. Don't. Just 
someone right now. I'm sorry if you got that gave you flashbacks to your stern dad, but um, maybe that's my role, stern daddy. Stop it. God, what am I going to talk about? I'll tell you what. I'll 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 tell a little story. This morning, I went for that job interview I'm talking about. You all know what kind of job it is. Sure, you've been listening to all eight episodes. Would you like to know the story? Good man. Of course you would. Um, this job is uh, I'm applying to be a removalist, someone who moves furniture from house to house. Sorry, the microphone's moving a bit. It's perched up here. Someone who helps you move, a removalist. You gotta drive a truck, you gotta move around sofas and stick them up against walls and whatever. Good honest work, good honest pay. <clears throat> I got the interview. I thought it was pretty weird they wanted me to come in during a lockdown, but I thought, this sounds like essential work, so maybe interviewing at this job is also essential. Um, for those of you who don't know, Melbourne is experiencing a lockdown right at the moment. One of those COVID lockdowns. You know, that virus. You know what I'm saying? Um... So, but I went for it because I'm desperate and I'm poor. I've got not much money to last me. So I accept. I figure if I was already working here anyway, and this place was open during the lockdown, I would be mixing with these people anyway. So I do it. I get my mask. I get in the car. I got to be halfway across the city at 9.50 a.m. Sharp, it said. The word sharp was used. 9.50 a.m. Up. So I get in my car, use up precious petrol. I buy $5 more. <laughs> Things aren't going well financially. I drive like an hour. I get to this place. It's a bunch of trucks, you know, in a lot. I walk up there. There's nothing going on. I think maybe it's in a different building. I look around. I start to panic. I start to feel sad. There's just a closed building. Eventually, I'm walking around for 10 minutes. My, you know, I'm, I'm breaking into my supposed interview time. I see two guys, two removalists, loading up their truck and about to head out. So um, I'm like, Excuse me. Hey. Uh, uh, is this building open? And they were like, Yeah, you're here for an interview, are you? And I was like, Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Ideally. That's the idea, you know? Trying to be, you know, folksy. And um, they go, Yo, oh, he's not in. I'll just call him. I'll call him, they said. My phone. I, all right, I don't have phone credit. I'm on a prepaid account now. I don't have phone credit, so I can't make calls. So this was shaping up to be a real disaster. So the guy hands me his phone and the guy's on the line. And he's like, oh, look, I'm not aware of any uh, interview I was supposed to hold today. And I'm like, oh, Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> what are we going to do? Uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, when did you say you were in for... I said, I, I got an email on Monday saying to show up at this time. An email. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he gets my name, you know. I tell him my name. Christopher something. And um, he's going, oh, yeah, we'll have to have you in in, in a week because of lockdown and everything. Uh so I'll call your phone and uh, we'll sort it out from there. What was your name? Ben? <laughs> ben! That's that's not even close to Christopher. What was he doing? Was this guy on his phone while my life hung in the balance? 
I don't know. No, <laughs> Christopher. Good sir. Uh, I hope to hear from you soon. And uh, we hung up. I wiped the sweat off the phone from my stress and handed it back to the dude. And I drove to the nearest McDonald's <laughs> where I used the Wi-Fi because I was near my grandfather's house. My grandfather, who's in his 90s. And I thought, well, if I'm out here anyway, I might as well adopt a personality of a caregiver for a second, take my grandpa outside, and walk around with him, you know? So I try to, I try to call his phone using uh, the data thing. I know he's got an iPad, and it says I need credit. So the phone, the call won't go through, and I can't just show up at his house. I can't do that. He's an old dude. You know, he's got to get ready. So I'm just like, I just want to yell at my phone, like, give me my grandpa. Give him back to me. I want to reach through that tablet and just pull him out. And then take him for a nice walk. But I couldn't. So I had a long, dejected drive back to my house. Where I then went to the doctors. And uh, because I couldn't call them, I went there and uh, made a booking, made an appointment for my whooping cough vaccination. Because... I want to be able to see my niece or nephew who's coming in a few weeks. So that's my story. You're welcome. I'm in a silly mood today. That's definitely the uh, the uh, inverse, the uh, the result of uh, having so much seriousness and um, finally escaping all those little chores and works I had to do. So hopefully, you know, I was really I could have really used some money from a job. Not gonna lie, options are pretty thin at the moment, but. Me, I'm keeping my chin up. Especially now that I got my microphone nice and high. I got my chin right up. And uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to make it happen next week. I am so broke. How about you, huh? Andy? <laughs> Andy and any others who are listening? Are you broke? Sorry, my microphone keeps moving. It's the cable. The cable's pushing and pulling it around. It's rocking. I don't know. I don't. Know. I have a mic stand around here somewhere, but come on, this is early days. Let's not set this thing up too much. I've been listening to random podcasts uh, on forums today. Mine might be a, the highest quality sounding one in there, like audio quality wise. So I'm not doing too badly, am I? I don't know. Have your say. Email me at whateverwithchristopher at gmail dot com. Tell me anything. I at this point, I'll read anything. I am dying for content. Content that doesn't take a million years to put together, because I like this to be a daily show. It's a fun thing. And, uh, blah, blah, blah. Third point. So what? What's to be done? Are you broke? Are you being creative to keep that money? You're spending $5 a day on food? You're skipping meals? I know I am. Silver lining, once I started doing that and skipping those meals, I started feeling a lot better. I started to, uh, lose weight. I've mentioned it before, but I lost about 12 kilograms. Which, I don't know how many pounds that is, but it's a greater number. So be impressed with me, please. I'm not that heavy to begin with. I mean, I am, but uh, I'm not some huge fat lump. And if you are, I love you too. I've been there, and, uh... It's just an expression. Don't take it to heart, huh? We can all fix things.
God. Don't want to be calling my audience fat lumps at this point while I'm trying to get approved on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if they listen to the podcast or what. Anyway, you know what? Since we're talking about food and diet and losing weight, let's just get into it. Let's get into that. That sounds like an an okay thing to talk about. I don't know what it is. I feel like every uh, every even podcast is like a bad one. I guess I guess when you have a good day, you uh, you sort of exhaust your brain of things to talk about. I'm hoping that I can build that as a muscle. So here I am trying to do five days a week, an hour. I'm trying to give you a good amount of stuff to listen to. But anyway, God, I'm just talking about podcasts all the time. This podcast within a podcast thing has to die off eventually. I gotta find things to talk about. I just gotta. Hmm. Maybe drinking coffee on the show isn't the best idea. I don't know. Email me. Uh, I've also got a Patreon. Uh, I don't know how to find it. I don't know what the link is. I, if anyone can help me with that, email me. But um, you can go to Patreon, search up whatever with Christopher. The one that looks terrible is uh, is mine. That's how you know. It's got my seal of approval on it. That's how you know it's official. It's very uh, terribly made. It looks a bit like a scam. The pictures are off-center. They're low res. They're just pictures of words that say whatever with Christopher. I assure you, this is the real thing. So, I don't know. Patron me a dollar a month or whatever, however it works. Or a thousand dollars. Just one of those two. Okay? Nothing in between. I hate that. Seriously, though, you can do anything. You can send anything. Um, I'm trying to buy a nice pair of headphones because I borrowed these and uh, they're weird. And my friend needs them um, a lot. So he's the owner of them, of course. So um, let's try and get some headphones for the podcast, okay? So go to Patreon. Uh, if you find any use in this in this uh, silly ranting and raving. Anyway, food, huh? I want to share I want to share my experiences with uh, with food and dieting here. Because I feel like I've had a unique one. And I've had some unique thoughts on it. Because this has been a constant thing in my life. My family, we have, a, we have a common trait. We gain weight somewhat easily. We get to a point and we kind of put it on. But because we're people about town and what have you, whatever you want to say, we don't put on too much. We just, we just kind of roll into it, you know? I think a lot of people are like this. When that happens, it's hard to change the habits. You gotta, it's hard to examine them. It's hard to lose the weight. It's it's it takes more time than we're used to dealing with. Um, I, it takes the amount of time it takes to build a career sometimes to to lose the a good amount of weight or even keep it off or to build healthy habits. It can take months, years, decades to get to get in this groove and to to make it the results you want. I don't know. What I realized was. That w- those those of us who are kind of big, we can make small changes, and still and 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 still get all skinny again, and and get that sense of identity back that we the way we want to see ourselves, we can become that. It takes it it, it takes a, a realization that you've got to remove a lot of the happiness that you associate with food away from your life. You can't rely on food. To make you happy. You can't fill the hole in yourself, in your soul, 
with food things. And I know this sounds like a cliche thing and like a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes and thinking that they don't do this. But I think you might. If you really examine things, when you eat the food you like, you get that you get you can get this great feeling. And th- and and this happens three times a day, you know, with a with a standard with diet. These feelings can carry you through the day. And if you're not living a very happy life, they can be a real crutch for you. And so they can be full of bad choices and you can add meals and, 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 and overindulge and eat the wrong foods, eat those Mars bar foods that reward you so much because, um, because they contain so much energy. That's why we love them, you know. They contain the energy, uh, uh, energy via density uh, more so than anything else. I'm, I'm sure there's a better way of saying that, but it, it's a high density of energy inside it. Sugar, carbohydrates, fats. All rolled into one. These are all the best foods. That's why the best foods are pasta um, dishes like uh, spaghetti bolognese or, or what's the other one? Uh, lasagna. That's a big one. Pizza. Italian food, basically. Italians must be constantly starving because they have some high energy food that I'm sure they don't actually indulge in that often. So what? So... I I kind of ran into this ran into this solution and into this way of being when I lost this weight. I became poor and I was like, "Oh, I'll just eat once a day." I mean, I need to lose some weight anyway. I'll do that. I'll see how that works. So I started spending less money. I started eating towards the end of the day. The results were predictable. I've talked about this, but I'm going to go into it in greater length hopefully and and make more sense, maybe make some more points this time. Um, what? <laughs> I lost my place here. One second. It, it's, see, now I'm all messed up. I feel like I'm being watched. This is because I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. That's what happens when you got a big job interview, you know? Sit on my squeaky chair here. Always inhaling. Um, so I realized I didn't mind being hungry all day. I think being hungry is a good thing to encounter throughout the day. So I thought, well, what can I do with that? So I allowed myself to be hungry. And from experience, I know that if I'm hungry, when I try to go to sleep, it'll keep me up. Also, I need food to live at some point. I know you can survive potentially even months without food, but it's it's not healthy. And it's not a good thing to do to your to your mind and your body all at once. So I think, well, I should eat, you know, once a day. Let's be somewhat conservative here. Let's not go crazy. I know there's stories about a guy who lost um hundreds of kilograms or something like that in, in a year, and he didn't eat for a year, but he was monitored closely and was administered vitamins and minerals that uh that made up uh, his body's core functions in lieu of food. And uh, he lost all that weight. And apparently his skin also retracted too. So he didn't have all that those uh, those sails of skin going across his body that would need uh, snipping off and stitching back up again to look good. Imagine stepping on your own deflated stomach when you walk into the toilet at night. <laughs> That's what happens if you lose a bunch of weight, but you uh, have no good health care in your country. So you can't afford the... Uh, and you're poor, so you can't afford the thing. People just walking around with big sails coming out of them. Huge wind comes along. They'll just, uh, it'll be like Family Guy. 
whereas Fat Stewie got thin and he's on the roof and he flies like a fruit bat uh, from the roof to the ground. That's what I realized I was doing just now. A version of that, but everything's been done in the sun. So anyway, um, so I'm in once a day. So I let myself be hungry all day. It's not great. It doesn't feel great. But what can happen? Am I going to be? Am I going to be dead? I'm kind of grumpy, you know. But I said to myself, "How about this, Krasula? How about you allow yourself to be unhappy by making these better choices with food? And by better, I mean not eating the bad food, not necessarily, you know, eating less, but." Allow myself to be unhappy. I'll just embrace a certain level of misery. I don't recommend this if you're near suicidal or something. In fact, I recommend you call a special hotline because uh, that seems to be the, the, the advice, right? Or whatever that keeps you alive. Consult your doctor, blah, 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 all that junk. I'm not a doctor. But anyway. I was hungry during the day. At night, I would eat. I would eat food. I would eat cheese and toast. I would eat salad. I would eat foods that tended to have a good amount of fat in them because fat keeps your energy going. It keeps your hunger away for longer. So I put some fat in the food. I put a little butter in there. You know, I put a little meat in there. I did that kind of stuff. That can really help you. Being a vegan, subsisting on carbohydrates and stuff like that, things of that nature, really difficult to do. Fraught with, with potential bad decision making because your, your body goes mental. Uh, as it's searching for energy and it's eating those carbohydrates, it's crashing, all these things. But anyway, getting too scientific, I'm not a scientist, I'm a dumb dork, alright? So, so I let myself be unhappy, and uh, I watch TV at night, you know, that kind of makes you happy. I called people, I talked to people, I hung out with people where I could. I did what I enjoyed, I enjoyed the cooking at night. And then I went to sleep, you know, with food in my stomach so I could sleep. And then the next day I'd wake up and I'd be kind of hungry, you know, whatever like that. And again, I was just hungry. I actually, I, I tell a lie because I actually have a coffee with milk when I start the day. And that would just roll off the hunger just enough that would make the day a lot easier. And I found that wasn't a bad addition. I had coffee at the start of the day with milk in it. Okay? Just like I'm doing now, although this is my second because I did that stupid interview. So... Or I did the lack of interview. We're way off topic. So. I found. That I could just keep doing this. And it took myself saying. Your food makes you happy. In this in this weird lockdown. Solitary. No job sort of situation. Fine. Be unhappy. Do the other things that make you happy. And so I could do this. And I started losing weight. And weight started melting off me. Also. I try to walk every day. Walking is easy. You can walk. It doesn't feel like a chore. In fact, you can discover lots of cool places around your neighborhood. If you find, you know, some good place to walk at some safe time. All those things. You know, use your, use your best judgment. I would walk up to three hours a day. Just build it up. If you can only walk for 15 minutes a day or something around there, do it. But try and push the envelope a little. Every now and again. If after a big walking day... You have sore legs or chafing or whatever, as I get. Take the next day off or have a, have a smaller day of walking. And just that walking, combined with that weird pattern of eating, made the weight just melt off me. And it continues to do so at this moment. I'm on like the last hole in my belt. I gotta start making new ones. It's amazing. 
And and again, people people they they try to sell you on these uh, ideas. You have to eat salads and goji berries and uh, and and only eat this, only eat that, only be vegan, or only only eat meat. All, all these things. It wasn't the case. I was eating. I could have eaten this meal. Could have been a cheeseburger. And it still happened. And if you focused on just losing weight for the time being, just doing one thing at a time, it's not the worst thing in the world. You can focus on improving the quality uh, and the range of your food later, um, assuming you you find a healthy practice. But getting those, getting that weight down from a high number to a low number, that takes extra effort. Later, you can you can adjust something and, and trial and error. I, I recommend you weigh yourself often, even potentially even every day. Just to see where you're at, because because you, you you reflection can play tricks on you. Sometimes you, in my case, I look at my reflection, I think maybe I look fantastic, but I'm just gaining a whole ton of weight. Other times I can look at my reflection and think, ah, what a terrible fat piggy pig, fat slob pig I am. Have some slop, piggy pig. <laughs> but I could actually be in good shape at that time. It's it's a, it's a weird. It, you can get a distorted perception about yourself, and so weighing yourself often can give you. A, if, if, if you know, if, if weight loss, if finding a healthy weight uh, matters to you, I recommend it. Getting get a pair of cheap analog scales or digital, whatever. Weigh yourself every day. Weigh yourself twice a day, whatever. Trying to get crazy about it, but it does help. And then when you see that progress, you'll be able to track it and map it better. So where am I going with this? Um... I also found that once I took that that food crutch out of my life, I started to focus on my personal, my professional life more, and I started doing things, more things to aid it. I was trying to make more social plans, and I was trying to make potential career plans or project plans. I kind of threw this podcast together in this uh, in this fervor. It had unintended consequences; they were all good. And for those of you who think that uh, getting getting back into a healthy weight range is is not necessarily a healthy thing, it definitely is. I know there's a lot of pseudoscience out there and 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 bad science that says that you can be any weight you want and still be healthy. I don't believe that, and I'm sh- I'm sure the prevailing logic is that it's not good for you. It's not good for your long term health. You're going to get chronic illness. So uh, it's good for your health. And in my case, it's good. It's good. To help me relate with people. You don't, you know, to, to be, it's good to like what you see in the mirror and it's good to, for other people to, for other people to like what they might see in your mirror if they're standing across from you in that mirror. Or indeed, like the look of you. Oh, he's bringing the funny today. He's bringing the funny. I'm sorry. I, I, I gotta try to be funny. That's who I am. Please, I'm, I'm just not going to be ashamed of it. I'm just going to keep making jokes. All right, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. How about that? Sorry, not sorry. Um, this is what you get with this podcast. You get my raw, unfiltered, unfiltered thoughts. And you get uh, my raw, unfiltered emotions and self-perception. So uh, try not to abuse it, please. <laughs> try not to use it to control me at some point, if you ever meet me. That would suck. Wow. We're going deep today. We're going deep to the heart of me and to the heart of who I hope you want to be. Uh, so I guess the point is it's been a positive thing, but it, it but it's involved relatively little effort. And then once you get into the groove of it, I hate to say it, but it's easy. 
losing this much weight has mostly been really easy. I've just been walking, listening to podcasts, looking around, checking out delis, you know, by walking around my town. And just listening to shows. And it's enjoyable. And it makes you feel better. It's good for your mind to be walking around in the sunshine. And uh, stuff like that. It, it, it really dampens that anxiety to get that exercise. And you want to do that too. Because it'll, again, it'll make you more successful as a person in every aspect of your life. Unless your success is predicated on sitting around indoors. I don't know why it would be. But some people that seems like it is. I've been there. So... Anyway, uh, if you've tried everything and you want to give it an advised shot, uh, go for it. Just do, just do something. Just, just it, it, it didn't require pain and and effort really. It was my body adjusted. It started to feel much less hungry. But anyway, I think we've talked all we can about that thing today. It's just been an interesting experience for me. I mean, this no no one would no one would uh, recommend this program. Eat one meal a day, of whatever, you know, meat and two veg, or or a sandwich, or avocado on toast, or cacio e pepe, which is just cheese and pasta, or cheese soup, an old recipe that I've made, and then go on walks. No one's ever. I don't. I don't know if anyone's ever recommended that for losing weight, but. It's been the one thing that has got me really enthusiastic about it and has gotten really good results. And it's something I can stick to. I hate to sit here and call myself weak-minded, but I guess I was. So here we are. Plus, gyms are closed. Gyms are always closed during these lockdowns. That's not been good. Anyway, I couldn't afford it anyway. I couldn't afford it at the moment. I haven't been poor in years. Now I am. You've caught me at an interesting time. Here I am. My soul laid bare. Poor as heck. All right, it's time to check the watch. How far are we along? 27 minutes, roughly, into the watch thing. Well, that's pretty good. I'd eat up some time. Eating up some time on actual content that isn't about the podcast itself and about my just tiny little lame, I don't know what's, that's got to be good. I don't know. I might have to get some guests on this thing. I don't know who I'd get or how I'd get them, but... um. I can see why most podcasts have at least two hosts. This is, uh, talking into the void doesn't, it's hard to get a flow going and it's hard to talk about anything. But anyway, now I'm just, again, eating up time talking about the podcast. So let's talk about, let's talk about good food. Let's talk about, gosh, should I get nice and close to the microphone? Because I want to talk about some good food right now. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. That's gross. Yeah. I was listening to that in the headphones and that grossed me out. I want to talk some, about some good food right now. I want to talk about 90s party food. Okay? Specifically 90s party food in Australia, in my life, during my childhood. I think only a few of you, are gonna, a few of you people are going to relate to this. If I ever reach your ears. But, if you ever visit Australia, you can probably still find these foods. So let's talk about it, okay? Let's talk about some nice foods. When I was a kid... My parents were in a in a Christian circle. A lot of people were, okay? They had friends who they met through church. And in a lot of cases, this was a wonderful thing. Because people had a social group filled with activities and unity that they could rely on. The fact that we've replaced the church with the internet, in a lot of cases, is not good. 
we should probably replace it with a bunch of other clubs about stuff like skateboarding. Maybe only skateboarding. I don't know. It's a good thing. Um, getting people in the same room with shared interests is what a lot of us are missing right now. It's what what, what this world is missing uh, on mass. You you wonder why uh, poor countries, uh, developing countries, as they're they're politely put, uh, a lot of people are so happy even when they have so little. It's because they have each other and they have they they can rely on each other and they spend time with each other. They share interests with each other. They have a local and physical dis, uh, physical culture with each other. This is what we've kind of destroyed. A bit like the death of God. Uh, with that whole Nietzscheism thing, but I don't really know about. I don't, sorry, I don't really know about that, but I'm referencing it. Anyway, so in the '90s, we would gather at uh, one of these persons' house, and this person would have, you know, they've been a married couple and had kids or whatever. And you go to their place, and unlike my family, they would have a new game console of some kind. I remember really fondly. It started off with the Super Nintendo. That was the exciting one. Donkey Kong Country. Mario All-Stars. These are incredible games. They sounded great. They had this mesmerizing polyphonic sound to them that still kind of melts dribbly honey down my ears to this day if I hear it. That kind of... A lot of marimba sort of... You know, polyphonic uh, MIDI sounds. They, they were Japanese. And they had that. They also had a great uh, composition to them. So that, that was another quality of it. When Donkey Kong Country came along, it was so three-dimensional. And I had no idea how they did that. It turns out they actually photographed uh, plasticine models. You know, like clay models of, uh, of that they'd sculpted of these... Uh, Chimps, monkeys, you know, apes, whatever Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong are made up of. Um, and they had them kind of animate. Uh, it was, I think it was a style of projection mapping as they go. I know I'm getting technical here, but you can look into it. So it was kind of like stop motion. And, it, and so it was, it was pictures of reality that were being scrolled through. And the background had uh, pictures laid over 3D objects that you could interact with. And so that, and that counted with that new polyphonic rather than that monophonic sound. It was such a rich experience, and it was so well designed and so fun. It blew my blew my tiny little mind. Playing on those controllers, the Super Nintendo's had those little buttons. They had a they had a rainbow buttons. It was you know one was red, one was green, one was yellow, and one was blue, I think. And um, that was how the Super Nintendos were here. I know in the US and some other countries they were just all a, a wash of gray purple. You were messing out. These rainbow ones were really exciting. It was a bit like when the Xbox. Anyway, Whew. Whew, I'm getting excited. Whew, calm down. It was a lot of fun. And around that time, the Nintendo the Nintendo 64 came out. Again, four players. Twice as many as before. Split screen on those old CRT TVs. You could fight each other and race each other and all those amazing things. And it was fully three-dimensional. It was so much fun. We'd hang out and do that. The parents would hang out and drink or whatever and launch fireworks. I'm not even lying. They would do that kind of stuff. And they would lay a bunch of food out and a bunch of uh, cheap cooks soft drink out in little cans and we would just drink them and eat them and and it was it was heaven for a kid you know you just unlimited access to the only thing you want in the world which was video games tv uh the rescuers down under you know <laughs> movies like that and uh just unlimited snacks and cakes and stuff the food the food was good it was naive 
It was limited in, in what recipes there were because there was no real use of the internet at this point. It was always the same things. And you, you became accustomed to these foods and it was incredible, right? So you got your can of Coke or Solo or whatever. Sugar. Goodness. What else was there? A, a big plastic dip platter with, with, with hollowed out chambers. Inside. Savoys. You know, salted crackers. A cheddar cheese block that had been just cubed. Just turned into cubes. You then take toothpicks and stick them in the cubes and just eat them, right? Just huge cubes of cheese. Put them in biscuit, whatever. Amazing. There were only three kinds of dips in the whole known universe at that point. It was hummus, the exotic one, uh, spicy capsicum, the orange one, and the pink one, which was salmon or roe, you know, fish eggs, that kind of thing. I don't know. It was for adults. It was gross. I probably got more of a taste for it now. Like, along with the cheese, the cubes of cheese, you could get uh, this thing called cabana. And it was basically just a soft sort of unspiced salami, like like a thin sort of sausage. And you'd cut it up into individual sort of cube-like rounds, like hockey pucks. And you would just eat them with the cheese and the cracker and the dip. Damn, it was good. It was just low-quality meat. It was it was like an unspiced Slim Jim or something. It was just really good, and it was numerous, and it was cheap. Next to that thing, for the seafood lovers, there was what we called crab meat. Eventually, it turns out it was it was mashed up and made from all sorts of animals. It was seafood pulp of some kind, and probably soy or something, pressed into that this this, this sort of white floppy sheet. And then dyed red on one side, I'm sure. And then chopped up into random tri- triangular pieces. Oh, you're having seafood. Oh, lovely. And you dip that in some kind of strange, zesty orange sauce. If you're lucky, you had cold prawns that you pulled the feet off and shelled out. Dip them in there too. Then later, after you've maybe hopefully finished a few levels, go up to the minecart level, which you could never finish on Donkey Kong Country. Uh, in would come the sausage and bread. Just supermarket beef sausage, pork sausage, chicken sausage, whatever. It was all bland as heck. And it was delicious. Everyone had their favorites. It, you, you, you got the piece of bread, white bread. You folded it up, triangular, you know, so that there were, there were tall parts. You know, you folded up diagonal around the sausage. You put uh, ma- Master Foods mustard on it. <laughs> Squeeze that over. Master Foods tomato sauce. <laughs> that over the top. Fried onions, if you're into that. I was not into onions. Still kind of not. You ate that. Or burgers or chicken or whatever on there. Chicken sticks. Pre-marinated. And chicken pieces on the sticks. And if you're really lucky, somewhere between the sausages and the cabana and the, and the cubes of cheese and whatever, you would get party pies and sausage rolls. Taken out of the freezer, you know, in the box. Thawed out, put in the oven. Ideally, hopefully not the microwave. Or so you get that nuclear pie meat that runs down your chin and gives you a... Sk- I, I knew a kid who put those pies in the microwave, or someone put the pie in the microwave, and he went and ate it. And the, the pie meat went down his... Ran around his lip, down his chin. And it gave him like a nuclear scar down, <laughs> down, his, down his chin. I don't know if he's still got it this day, but yeah, beware microwaving thick foods like that. You stick in the oven, it can only get to the oven temperature, 180. And you get that nice crispy, crispy pie crust and the sausage roll crust then you put a, a bowl of master food soy sauce or rosella t- tomato sauce holla look <laughs> holla look kind of the in the glass bottle you have to really tap out 
And then you just dump that sucker in there and just eat it. Then if you're really lucky, someone brings out a pack of Tim Tams. How many, how many, how many Tim Tams in a pack, huh? Nine? Eleven? It's one of it's one of those. It's an uneven number, which makes splitting it up really difficult sometimes. Oh, oh, I'm getting I'm getting hungry. You can see why I have a problem. All right, <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to talk about '90s party food. Okay, let's keep going. Pack of Tim Tams. What are Tim Tams? They're good. Salty, you know, melted chocolate at some point is poured over a a, a sort of a wafery biscuit. With a, with a layer of sort of chocolate ganache in the middle. It's all fairly hard. It's got a glassy breakaway texture. It's kind of like a Kit Kat. But you buy it in packs. They were special. Eat that. <laughs> I can hear my housemate laughing from across the hall. I don't know who, but it's not me. He's not laughing at me, that's for sure. Um... So that was the biscuit, and um, um, people in the armed forces might know about Tim Tams because they travel well, and uh, people from other countries are kind of obsessed with them. I've heard of stories where they traded bullets for Tim Tam packets, and they're kind of only native to Australia in a lot of senses, I think. I don't know if they exist elsewhere, but um, they're a real phenomenon here, and they've been going for a long time, and so have I. I've been going for a long time, so I remember Tim Tams since, since ever. Also... Another precursor to the party food. Uh, um, shapes. Arnott's Shapes, which is like a, a box of biscuits. Not chips, but it's like chips. It's biscuits. It's made of biscuit material. You know, it's made of wheat. Um, these came in, a, in several flavors, especially as the time went on. But the classic flavor is plain, which is actually, it turns out to be kind of like sesame seed and sesame seed oil flavor. And barbecue. And barbecue was this weird herb and spice mix that's really unique to that to that biscuit. You could get cheese, nacho cheese, uh, ham flavor or pork flavor or something like that. I think it was just called ham. That was really nice. It had that smoky taste. We're talking classic 90s foods. Along with that, if it was a birthday party, maybe you get some fairy bread. You get white bread. You put spreadable butter on it. Hopefully not margarine, although a lot of people would. Oof. Get real butter on it. Spread it out. Get the hundreds and thousands. Get the kind that crunch, the kind that are spherical, not the kind that are long and chewy. They're bush league. You get the crunchy ones. They taste better. And not, don't even get me started on the black ones. You think they're supposed to be chocolatey, but no. They're, God, they're like licorice. I hate them. So you get the, you get the hard crunchy ones. You sprinkle that over the bread. It sticks to the butter. It's good. You cut into triangles. Again, always triangles. Always the diagonal fold. If you have it flat, if you like roll it up like a carpet, like your sausage or, or your, your fair bread's Cleopatra. You're, you're a psycho. Eating by the corners is the best way to go. You can't eat it by the book. Eat it eat it straight onto the angle. You can't eat at right angles. Bread. You, you, ever, you ever have someone make you a sandwich and they, they, they cut the bread straight on so you're eating at right angles? You're not eating that triangular bit? Oh my... No. Because then, you, then, you, then you're flanked by those icky crusts on both sides. It's not good. You gotta be able to eat your way inward, making an making an arrow away from you. All the time avoiding the crusts. You don't want to be flanked by crusts. Not on this bread. And there was no such thing as fancy bread where I came from back then. Every food was supermarket. And then again, if you're at a birthday party, uh, 
I think they're called Honey Joys. This recipe came on the side of a box of cornflakes. God, I'm drooling. You, you basically got honey and uh, kofa, I think, which is like an animal fat. You blend that together and you mix up a bunch of cornflakes in it. And you put those into what we call patty pans, you know, little little uh, muffin or cupcake uh, molds. You put them in the oven, cook them up. They solidify. Then you end up with this this honey encrusted thing. And the I know it sounds gross, but with the the fat makes this soft sort of fudgy honey part at the bottom, which is really the best part. It's 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 honey and animal fat. I'm pretty sure. It's amazing. Everyone ate them without question back then, and they still should. Sometimes when I have a birthday party. I make those foods, and people flip out because they remember their pasts and how much they enjoyed it without question. All this questioning of food. We should just eat. We should be... Om- All right. I think we should be omnivores. Life is about getting together and taking food that you, that you, from a trusted person. You should do that because it, it actually it, it creates a bond between you two. And the more dietary walls you put up, uh, you put up potentially even unnecessarily between you and that person... The less connected you may be to the world. But I don't want to get into it. I don't want to judge anyone's specific thing. But I'm just saying that that level of being an omnivore, of eating animals, plants, gluten, all those things. You get to have that experience that just, here's some food. I break bread with thee, fellow omnivore. I break bread with thee and you sh- thou shalt marry my sister. And we shall together we shall join our great houses. You should have had it trend with, forthwith from me by Manchester at the sea. And I shall bring you a heading bone necklace on each winter's day. I shall bring you a hanging necklace. And we shall eat our heading, and then we shall duel with the bones. <laughs> okay. Um... Where was I? Wow, I just went way off topic here. Please, eat what you like. I'm not really Big Daddy, okay? I know I said I was. I know I was gaslighting you before, but I'm not now. Okay. Where was I? The party food. Okay. So again, this is a birthday party thing. You could also do, so do the same with Cocoa Pops or, uh, or Rice Bubbles. You could kind of do, do a similar thing with the Kofa and the Honey and, and, and Cocoa Powder and stuff like that. But that was, a, that, was, that was neither here or there. You could also get, uh, what was another one? You could get uh, instant noodles and like peanut butter and mix that into sort of a bowl and then put that in the fridge with, with like melted chocolate. And the, the noodles would have this snappy texture to them with the peanut butter. and the ch- Damn, that, that was a good one. That, was, that came later. That was a later innovation. Um, are there any things I'm missing here? Are there any honorable mentions? Uh, we're down to the birthday foods. Um, look, those are the ones I remember. And they existed and they were classics for a reason. Everyone had them. If, some, if someone put margarine, uh, back to the fray bread thing. What's the worst way you can fuck up fray bread? I'll tell you what it is. If you get margarine, or margarine, as I always pronounce it, I don't know which way it is. Spread it over brown bread with the seeds. <sighs> then got the chocolate hundreds and thousands sprinkles. We call them hundreds and thousands here. It's a brand name. 
sprinkles elsewhere. You got the long, the long, you know, the long sprinkles that are chewy. The brown ones are that. Put that over. Oh, that would be terrible. That would just be terrible. They really would. That I, I'm pretty sure that would happen. I'll tell you another thing. You could just, you could just again take take a take a big loaf of white bread, chop it into triangles, butter it, and then this is important: butter it first, then put Nutella over it, and just put that out. That was and and my, my friend first showed me Nutella. It was he called it chocolate sandwiches, and I bit into it. I thought it was Vegemite at first. I bit into it. I was like, oh my god, they put chocolate on bread. Oh, I don't believe it. Oh my god. And from now on, that's all I could think about Nutella, which is why we never had it in my house, because I would just eat it. Damn, it was good. And there were all these times where I went to eat, uh, where I went to eat bread, thinking it had Nutella on it, and then it had Vegemite on it uh, afterwards. And I would always be so bitterly disappointed by biting into that yeasty, salty piece of bread. I like Vegemite, but this would happen, and it would be so sad for me. I think that's it. I think that's all the foods. But I hope that was interesting. I just, I don't know. I just wanted to take us back there. People never, people never talk about this old stuff. I don't want to get too, uh, I don't want to get too, uh, what's the word, nostalgic about the past and the, the 90s and so on. Especially since a lot of, a lot of adults now uh, were born this millennium. And so things weren't quite the same for them. And they could swap recipes on taste and what have you. But I don't know. I just wanted to share that bit of like that bit of like old old fashioned Australiana with you. How far are we, huh? Forty six minutes. We're getting there. We're getting there. Got to do an hour. Got to pass go. Got to pay two hundred dollars. Got to get ahead. Mm. I'm still drooling. It's the coffee. I don't know what it is. Something about milk and coffee. My saliva glands just keep going. I'm sorry I keep talking about this. I know saliva and spit is gross, but it's becoming a real problem. I got. I think I got to have water on the show. I had, a, I had a glass of water yesterday, and I think that helps. I think you got to sort of look. If you ever hear me squeaking in my chair, I, I assure you, it's the uh, it's the sort of the leather backing I've got here. You hear that? Yeah. Okay. So cut me some slack. All right. I think a lot of people broadcasting have this problem. Leather chairs and broadcasting do not mix. Get the fabric. Okay? <sighs> so what have we covered, huh? We've covered my unique approach that may be accessible to dieting, to food. We talked some 90s. Talked about the style of hanging out back then. We talked about my job interview. That job interview, it reminded me of the first day uh, I went, I was in uh, Rome. I'd flown in, taken a long flight, took over a day, over a day. It's a long flight anywhere from Australia. It's a remote little island. It tends to be a long flight to the rest of the world, um, which is why so many of us go to Bali and Thailand, because it's, I think it's closer. But I'd arrived, got a little sleep, got up first thing in the morning and gone to the Vatican. And I bought a tour, an expensive tour of the Vatican. You know, I was green. I didn't know what to do, so I bought a tour. I couldn't find this place, this tour building in the Vatican. So I'm just wandering around, and the time is ticking. I'm late. 
I just start to cry. I'm 23 years old. I just start to cry to myself quietly. Just tears coming down my face. I try to call the people. <laughs> it doesn't work. I miss them somehow. So then I get a, a new tour. I pay money again. I say, screw it. It's my first day. I'll spend some money. I got a tour. Either way, it turned out to be a huge waste of money because it was so busy. It was Easter. Rookie mistake. Don't go to the Vatican on Easter, okay? Big Catholic thing, I'm pretty sure. I couldn't even hear the tour guide. I couldn't. I'm pretty sure I wandered through the Sistine Chapel without realizing what I was looking at. I was, when, we, when do we see David, huh? <laughs> He's in Italy. He's in, oh, I was in Italy, uh, more or less. He was in Florence. It was great, but um, I guess the real highlight of that tour was I met a nice girl and we hung out. You know, I, I think sometimes touring people is better touring than cities. It's hard to catch them. It's hard to catch people in a moment where they can be receptive to a new person. Especially a person from another country. Shields from America. Didn't know much about that. So the tour was a waste of money. But the fact that I was on that tour meant I met her. So, you know, it all worked out. It just reminded me of that because uh, on the job interview I was wandering around trying to find the place. Knowing, knowing I was running late at that point. It just cast my mind back there. I hope you don't mind me sharing. Anyway. Getting close. 50 minutes. Again, I apologize for uh, for counting down, but... Um, it's daunting. Doing a show by yourself. It is. It looks like such a nice day out there. I got a little possum. I've talked about this possum, I think, before, but... Um, there's a there's a hallway that runs along my house, along my concrete house. It's got uh, a, it's got the the roof goes over it, so it's sort of an enclosed hallway, outdoors, with a, a rain roof over it. And in the corner of that roof, up top, in the corner of the wall where the wall meets the roof, there's a little possum that sleeps there during the day. And uh, it's it's adorable. It's like a little kind of ringtail possum. I don't know. If, you, if you're not familiar with the Australian possum, look up the Australian possum. Type it into Google because it's not like a creepy giant wolf rat as uh, I know the opossum kind of looks like. It's, a, it's, it's like a cute little bushy, colorful mouse, little wonder mouse. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, what's that? What, it's almost like a lemur. It's like a lemur, except I know a lemur is a primate, but this is more of a, more of a marsupial kind of thing. But it it curls up there. It it would fit comfortably in the palm of my hand, and it's an adult. It would curl. It curls up, and lies on uh on a on a sort of a branch that overhangs there from a, a series of creepers. And so we've kept that. We haven't cut it back. We've kept that. And just every day we see him up there, all crinkled up. I think his name should be Scrunchy because he kind of scrunches up up there. Um. But now that he's brought a bunch of uh, sort of uh, uh, sort of ferns, ferns up there, like dried ferns, to make him make him less sort of give him less of a wedgie while he's up there and keep him a bit warmer. You can barely see him now. You can see a little fur poking out from the. He's made a saddle, you know. He's made like a treehouse saddle of um, old dried up ferns. I think a scrunchie is good as a name. It's uh, gender neutral as well because I'm I'm not. 
thinking I'm going to check the gender of the possum. I think that that's a surefire way to scare him away. Um, yeah, I guess if I was lame, I could call him Nesta because um, he made a nest. But um, I don't want to be that cutesy, you know. But I like him. Sometimes you, you hang out there. I mean, before he made that nest, you'd, you'd hang out there and sometimes he'd uncurl a bit and you'd see his little face untuck from his little butt and then he'd look at you with his little beady eyes and readjust himself a little bit and then go back to sleep and tuck himself back in. His his stomach, he puts his face into his stomach and makes a ball. His, his stomach is kind of like, uh, like a sleep mask. You know, blocks out a little light. That's the way to go. So he's like a little mascot here. A little scrunchy. Looks like he's doing well. Anyway, just thought I'd mention that. 54 minutes. <laughs> you almost at work? If you're on an hour commute, uh, this is perfect for you because you can start it just as you leave and uh, be bored to tears for only part of the podcast, hopefully, while I scramble for um, words. Every time this happens, I'm going to hope that uh, that I learn a lesson and then I do a bit more show prep, as I heard it's known. Show prep. I did a lot um, the other day, but I just had more... They came out of my head, and just recently, nothing's really popped into my head. So maybe after today, after this recording, I'll sit down with my laptop and try to think of some stuff to talk about on tomorrow's show. Anyway. It's a steep learning curve. I'm pretty stoked the podcast is showing up on multiple apps now. Um, I hope someone discovers it, because um, I'm telling a lot of secrets just to Andy. I feel like that's upset the balance of our relationship. Going forward. Anyway. I don't know how I'm going to find more people. Lord knows. I'm getting distracted. Pick it back on track. What do we got here, huh? Let's check the notes. And talked about that. Talked about that. I'm so fired. Is this in recording? Am I even real? 58 minutes. That's that's the uh, time of the recording. Let's keep going. I like I like that I set the timer a little bit beyond. I like going a bit beyond now. Gives me a little, little bit of breathing room. If you if you have a commute uh, that goes for longer than an hour, I feel a bit bad. I wish I could go for longer, but um, you probably listen to another podcast once mine once mine finishes. If you actually can make it this far, you can stomach it. I wouldn't listen to me. Gosh. I think I'm having an insecure day. I got up too early today. Well, it must be it. I got up too early. I went to a job interview that never existed, apparently, um, until a week from now. It's not my day. I had so much energy coming in. Coffee's gone. I just need more to talk about. I should just keep talking about food. I definitely had some enthusiasm for that. <laughs> but I recommend it. You know, I, rec- I recommend doing what you can. Just just say to yourself, I'll tell you what, just say to yourself, if you think about losing weight, say to yourself, I'm going to stop doing those bad things, and you know what? I might be miserable. So what? I'll let myself be miserable. Something else will come along. I could watch a show late at night when I have nothing else to do. I could talk to my friends. There are other things. We don't just live for food, and if we do, all that extra food should be taken away from us just so we can examine our own lives and really build something for ourselves. you got to build 
the life you're going to enjoy. Once you're out of the nest, you've got to build your own life. And it's tough. It is. What your parents put down for you and what they drag you through, all those fun things, all those cabana parties with the DK country and the SNES and what have you, that's that's their just golden gift to you. And then you got to do it for yourself, and that's hard. Especially in this internet age, I think we're so uh, besieged with options. Ooh, besieged. That we choose no option because we want to keep those options open as far as our social plan plans go, but about careers too. Hmm. Really makes you think. Done it. Oh, we're getting close. Let's look out the window, huh? Let's look out the square window. There's a, again, that's an Australian reference. This, this is not an international friendly podcast. I have to explain everything I do. Australian play school reference. The sun has gone down a bit. The wind is a bit more still. I don't know why I look out this window. There's not much going on out there. Got a huge recycling bin. That's pretty good. Now my recycling bin doesn't overflow every week. Got a nice big one. Mmm. Oh boy, I'm sorry. I f- I feel like you just des- I feel like I- you deserve that I finish this early, but we're so close. We're like two minutes away. Just run out the clock, run out the clock, run out the clock. This is like, is this what it's like when your team is winning? They're winning by such a huge amount that the next fifteen minutes are just just like, oh my god, like why am I even watching this? They can't even catch up if you just let them go free. I don't know. <sighs> content is a hard thing. You really can't just put me in front of a microphone and get me to bullshit for uh for an hour a day. Just it 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 grinds to a halt. It does. See, that's a shame because uh, yesterday's podcast I feel like was a lot better, and uh, that was the leading episode, and so I was trying to get people to watch that. But now now this is the leading episode. We're only part of the part of the show. Kind of had a role going for it. Oh boy. In every episode, I'm complaining about this. I better stop. Gotta make some serious decisions. Gotta put a little work in. What a journey. Alright. I think we're coming right up to an hour now. An hour since I hit the little clicky clock. Clicky clock. Click on the watch. Alright. This has sort of been whatever with Christopher. That Doesn't that title make sense now? Whatever. Do you want to make a good podcast? Whatever. Do you want to talk about anything interesting? Whatever. Do you want to try to make a good podcast? Whatever. I should call this podcast, yes, affirmative with Christopher. And then maybe it'd be better. Anyway, peace out, Brussels sprout. Goodbye. Yeah.